but you two are awesome. Thanks for sharing all of your great information. I got a puppy during quarantine and I've used several of your tips. He's five months and is a super well-behaved blue healer. Awesome. So Jessica, so keep it up. Thank you so much for the kind words. So keep it up. You're, you're not even close to out of the woods. All right. Not too many five month old dogs are, are aggressive. All right. Or, or, or resource guarding yet. So they sometimes they start at 10 to 12 weeks and you stop that and then you- Yep, but might... Jessica knows how to tell them to cut the shit, I'm sure. Yeah, so 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 what I want you to go is go in deep, double down right now. Now you wanna be double downing, got it? Now you really wanna make sure you're not putting up with any bullshit from those dogs. And I wish more people did that. Yeah. I really, I, you know, I, I wish then they wouldn't have to come see us. Yep. You'd save $5,000. You'd save $4,000. You'd save $3,000. Theoretically, you don't need a dog trainer. I think hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Here we are. And we're live. Yep. Live show. This is a live show. This is there it. And is. we're really here. If you're listening Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're live. If you're watching the replay, we're not. Hey, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Gellman of Sally Canine Training and the lovely Joelle. And Hello. if you notice, we haven't been here on Fridays and Mondays because we're switching things around a lot. We're coming up with all new content for re we're actually rebranding our YouTube channel. We're coming up with some new creative content. We're we're going to be doing a one show a week, 90 minutes, Wednesdays, boom. It works. Even when we travel, Wednesday works really, really good for us. Yeah, so, we never really miss Wednesday. Yeah, Mondays sometimes are hard. Fridays are hard. You know, it's all a total traveling thing. Wednesdays are Wednesdays are pretty solid. Mm -hmm. So we'll be here on Wednesdays. Hope everyone's doing fantastic. Good, because Wednesdays rant Wednesday anyway. No, oh, geez. So you better calm down. Mm -hmm. And then um, this is a Q&A show. And it's a problem-solving show. And a lot of um, folks have problems with their dogs. And they ask them, and then we tell them. And a lot of people want to know how to fix things, stop things, stop certain behaviors. Mm -hmm. And then we have our seminar series, which we actually have one in Providence this weekend. What would Jeff do? Problem-solving seminars. And the problem-solving seminars, again, are problem-solving seminars. Leech reactivity, aggression. Jumping, guarding a food, guarding a food is getting bigger and bigger and bigger these it days. It really is, huh? We're gonna, we should talk a little bit about what we, we have talked a lot about. of food guarders. We should talk a little bit about what we talked about earlier, too. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you have to ask me, get me going. I'll make probably a, a ranch or something on that. And then, um, and then we've got the training center here. And the training center, we do, you know, we deal with young puppies, but we do we do a lot of behavior mod. So, mostly a lot of what we do is behavior modification. So, with behavior modification, step a lot of step ones is stopping of unwanted behaviors. Mm -hmm. With the stopping of unwanted behaviors is, is something called punishment. And punishment, it's just the opposite of a reward. You're not mad. You're not upset. You're not angry. It's just matter of fact. You just can't do that. It's simple, it's simple concepts. You just can't do that. And I think people get the wrong idea from that. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. And we just want to give people hope. I think a lot of people right now are struggling. They mm -hmm. just don't know where to turn. And we're going to be coming up with a whole new series of videos, everything from you just brought home a dog, what do you do? Literally the simplest stuff. People are really struggling with even the simplest things. And there's so many nuances that they're struggling with. So we've got a lot of good creative ideas. Give us a little bit of time to get it all together because we're, 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 we're still playing catch up. 
Um, and uh, we don't have any hot dogs to put them on. So we just got it's all over the fucking floor right now. Sure all is. right. And we got a slotted spoon. So, you know, that's a bitch. All right. Here we go. Okay. Um, Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Hey, Kathy B. How are you? Melissa said, good evening and happy Wednesday, everyone. Hey, and everyone listening on the podcast, too. Thank you all so much on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Next. James said, hello. Hey, James. Sarah, hello. Miss you guys. Yeah, I know. We miss you, too. But we're, we're grinning, grinning and bearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Juanita, hi from Texas. Been missing you guys. Hey. Wish, wish, I, miss, I, miss, I miss Texas. I miss Texas, yeah. too. Kathy B, Patreon was fun. New faces and a lot of people. Yeah, there really was. The Patreon channel is fun. If people don't, you know, if you can't get enough of us, at least me, um, on Tuesdays at three o'clock, we do a Patreon Zoom room. And um, it's it's literally face to face. And I hear your voice. I see your video. And we go back and forth. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Thomas, um, good to hear from you guys. Stay safe and keep up the good work from Tom and Ireland. Thank you. Yeah, we're 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 doing we're doing well. I'm staying healthy. I feel a little, both of us are feeling a little bit under the weather. Yeah, nothing. It's not COVID. It's just you know, just like, hey, you guys know that the flu season is here too. It could be that. <laughs> could I don't be the think flu. It's even the flu. It's no, it's not. A little, little something going on here. Yeah. Julie, hello from Ashland, Nebraska. Hey, Nebraska, what's up? Jose. Hey, Jeff, I have a female GSD, and when she's in crate and I'm letting her out to go outside in the morning, she just rushes yeah. out and starts jumping with excitement. Anything to stop that? Yeah, you can. So here we go. The first question, we're going to talk about punishment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, well, tell her to sit. It's like, well, dog's not even geared up. So this is what you're going to do is you open up the door, and if the dog tries to rush out, you slam the door. Open up the door, slam the door. Yep, slam it hard. Don't say wait. Don't say stay. You know, one of the little nuances, Joel and I were talking about, we're going to be, um, Joel just bought a house and in that house has a, has a loft. And in that loft, we, we, it's the perfect place for two chairs to be, to be there and um, um, interview style. And we talked about doing like little videos there about like just talking about small about nuances of things. And one of the small nuances is people are like talking to the dogs, telling them like, you know, wait, stay, hold on. It's like, no, just action. Mm -hmm. Action, just boom, just do it. Um, so you know, Jeff and Joel talks dogs or something like that. On that, on that note, um, we've got a mastermind. So if you guys want to check out, go to SallyCanineTraining.com, go to the seminar page. There's a new seminar. It's Mastermind with um, Jeff and Joel. It's a seven-day intensive. Just read the description. It's business, social media, personal growth, and obviously lots of dog training. It's geared for a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so and then what I would do is I would take a slip lead, put a slip lead on your dog, and then release the dog. And then you can actually easily put them into a sit or put them into a down and then walk them calmly out the door. So just start patterning that, patterning that next. What you would also do is if your dog comes out hot, you can bonk the dog. No bonk. Yep, you actually can bonk for excitement. The, the bonker is actually used for over arousal. That's the main thing that bonker is used for. If we're teaching no and over arousal. If you don't know what a bonker is, it's a rolled up towel. Just, just um, uh, go to my go to my YouTube channel um, and look up bonker. It's funny because I was talking to somebody in Finland, um, and, and when you're in Finland or Europe and you search up dog training, it would obviously look differently than it would here mm -hmm. he goes jeff it's incredible when i searched up dog trainers in finland every single site every single person has got that freaking bonking video of you with that dog 
in a negative in a negative light. Yeah. On their website. On their on their on their websites, or or I show up in the search so much because we're so we're so and they're so anti Jeff. Yeah, it's huge. I'm wow. huge in Europe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Um, Samantha. Hi, four-month-old lab already pulls on leash and jumps up a lot, barks a lot also while playing like he's demanding for something and doesn't stop waking us up at 3 a.m. to pee and then wants to play after. Okay, so Samantha, this is again like, so this is the stuff, Samantha, this is the shit that bothers me a lot. This is the stuff that I want to focus on videos on. Trust me, we specialize in aggression, but... But this Samantha right there, that's that's a we literally can talk about that's that's a video right there. Yeah. That is a video right there. We can pull out five videos out of that one question. Yep. Because I want people to realize how much power they have. Yep, you have power over your dog. I said it. And it's like, oh no, we're equals. No, we're not. We're not equals. It's a dog and you will listen to me. So then we can do lots of great stuff together. So first thing you're going to do is this for 60 week old dog pulls on a leash, get yourself a prong collar, jumps up a lot. I've got a video on how to stop jumping. Watch that video. Barks a lot while playing. That's differently. I mean, playing with who? Playing with other dogs. That's all just excitement stuff. I really don't mind that that much. All right. But if the dog's barking at you, if he's barking at you to demand things of you, you can tell the dog to quiet. All depends. I need a little bit more context on that one. Waking you up at three o'clock to pee. Now at four months old, three o'clock, make sure you take water away at six. Do the last potty break. Do two potty breaks right before bed. Historically, at 16 weeks old. Historically, they should make it to at least 5 a.m. 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. at 16 weeks old. Historically, you have to pattern that. Now, dog wants to play, but if it's on a leash, you go to the potty spot, have it go potty, come back in, put it back in the crate. So this is the thing. The dog wants to play. Samantha, what do you want to do? What do you, the human, at 3 a.m. want to do? The right answer is go the fuck back to sleep. Mm. Correct? Good. So the dog wants to play? Tough shit. You're a 16-week-old puppy. Get your ass back in the crate quiet down. I'm going back to bed. So that's the attitude to have, but you're not angry. You're not mad, but it's that attitude. All right. It's that attitude that you need to have to, in order to get the results. Now, how do you get the results? Leash on the dog, go outside, literally no words. Don't talk to your damn dog, except for hurry the fuck up, drop trowel, take a piss, take a shit. I'm freezing my ass off. I'm going back inside. All right. That you can say, but say it under your breath because I don't want the dog getting all excited. All right. Then bring the dog back in, put it in its kennel. If it barks, no, hit the top of its kennel. Yes, you can hit the top of a kennel. You don't have to accommodate this dog. Yes, you have to take a dog out. Yes, you've got to feed a dog. Yes, you have to change your lifestyle a little bit. But this thing where owners are, 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 are like literally held prisoner by their dogs, it's got to stop. We want it to stop. And we're not even talking aggression. We're just talking about bad behavior. Mm -hmm. So that's how you do it. Next. J-Ron. Good evening, J&J. Highly missed. Let's go. Rant Wednesday. There we go, J-Ron. He just went on one. Did I? 
It's quite the rant. Was that, was that a rant? I thought it was just a good information. Yeah, but it's still a rant. Oh, okay. Malik incorporated e-collar into my puppy's obedience. Best communication tool ever. It actually is. Yeah. If people are not familiar with remote collars, I shock collar. It's like, you know, shock collar. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Like, if people think that remote training collars, shock collars are bad, you just don't have the right information. I'm sorry. You just do not have the correct information. That's like saying food is bad. Okay, obesity in dogs is a huge issue. There's foods out there that cause cancer. Like, you can't make generalizations like that. Mm. You have to give me some context. So, no, remote collars are not bad if used properly. No, it's no shit. Feeding the right amount of food properly is also important. You know? So, I mean, any training tool. So, I think that, like, your average person that's buying a remote collar is trying their hardest to use it properly. Comes with an owner's manual. They're watching free videos. They people that use remote collars probably do more research on that tool than anything else. Oh yeah. Does that? How many people have? How many people have looked up how to hold a leash properly? How, how many people have Google that? Even better. How many people are like, how to use a flat buckle collar? Right. Can I misuse a flat buckle collar? Right. But the leash, we've talked about that. If people had better leash handling skills, they'd have better dog handling oh, 100%. skills. 100%. We, we did a video tonight of a dog. It's a seven-month-old seven dog. They couldn't walk up steps. Mm. We got it to walk up steps tonight, literally. But how she was holding the leash, I wouldn't say it was wrong, but it wasn't as effective as how I showed her how to hold the leash. Mm. Showed her a different way to hold the leash, to do that protocol. That made all the difference. Mm -hmm. It made all the difference. Yeah. Taught the dog how to jump into a car. Dog's on the left side of you or the right side of you. In her vehicle, it made a difference. Yeah. When to put apply leash pressure. When to let go of leash so pressure. Of those little things make a difference. There's so many nuances. Next. Stephanie said hello. Hey, how are you? Melissa posted a link to Jeff Gelman seminars. Thank you. Also, when you go to Jeff Gelman seminars, I don't know if there's a link on that yet for the mastermind seminar, but there should be. I think there is. Yeah. Kathleen said hi. Hi, Kathleen. Stephanie, I love watching your videos. Oh, thank you. Live stream alpacas. Happy Wednesday, Jeff and Joelle. We have three people at my home. The Great Pyrenees mostly focuses on me, and it may be tied to resource guarding. Mm -hmm. I've been actively ignoring him to not encourage him from being excited. I've also had my wife split feeding Romeo, mm -hmm. the Pyrenees. Any suggestions for what I can do to have him less focused on me all the time and encourage him to relax? Yeah, probably put your clothes back on. That's probably a good one. He's probably like, why are you walking around the house naked? You know, so, and he's, you know, he's attracted to, he's got an attraction for you. So I think this is the thing. I think the whole splitting of food thing, that's bullshit. I'd stop doing that. I mean, you can, like, if the dog is going to end up with resource guarding and like, you can, okay, the food thing, forget. Now, if you want the dog, if the dog is following you around or staring at you too much, you can tell the dog to knock it off and you can tell the dog to relax more, but there's some dogs that like literally they, when they lie down and their owners get up, their eyes are always on them. That's not the worst thing in the world. It's when the dog starts guarding you, that's bad. Or getting in between you and someone else. So, you know, you're talking to your spouse and the dog gets in between the two of you that eventually can lead to resource guarding. 
So there's a lot of other things. So, but the whole who feeds who, I mean, both of you should probably do the training, but everyone goes to the food dish thing first. It's like taking turns feeding. Like that's going to, that's going to create the, the, the hierarchy in the thing. It's like, yeah. it's bigger than that. It, it, it really is bigger than that. It's like, there's a lot of people that say they stick their hands in the food bowl. I don't stick my hand in a food bowl at all. And I stop resource guarding and prevent it. Next. Um, Don, five-year-old female bitch pity who pulls on leash. Have used martingale and shot collar. It doesn't help. Okay. So both can help, but it's more about what are you doing with them? This is the thing about like, if a dog pulls and you're just correcting it, like with a shot collar, probably isn't going to help. First, you have to teach the dog actually how to walk on a leash. Mm. So a martingale could work. We don't train with them, but get yourself a prong collar. That's going to be the, the reason why we recommend prong collars is because it's the least educational tool out there that's simple to teach, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. it's, got the, it's got the least amount of teaching involved. Yeah. Right? So that's why. So you get, a, get, a, get yourself a three millimeter prong collar, watch our videos on how to put it on, how to introduce it, how to start the walk. Watch the spatial pressure video. You do all that, then you can layer the remote collar on it. And the thing about this with the remote collar is people think just because their dog is pulling, if they push a button, the dog's going to stop pulling. If anything, the dog might start pulling more. It doesn't understand. You still got to teach it. You're speaking a foreign language to the dog. You're speaking a foreign language to the dog. So it's not as much about the tool as it's about the training. The reason why I mentioned the prong collar because it'll help you communicate the training the best. There's plenty of dogs that pull on prongs. So you still have to, there's the training component that's important. Next. Aubrey, hi, J&J. Dog is leash reactive toward bigger dogs. We use prong to correct loading and are working on thresholds. But when he falls, when he fails and reacts, what should I do? Walk away, make him sit? Don't make him sit. Hold on, there's more. Oh, sorry. I'm unsure because I've heard that correcting after they've exploded wouldn't do anything because they're not in a state of mind to learn and it won't help calm them. Well, it's not that it won't do anything. It could probably just increase, it can increase it if you underwhelm the dog. When dogs are already reacting, they're already pretty aroused and you'd have to communicate really intensely. I mean, you can squash it sometimes with a bonker, sometimes with a, but I'd rather bonk with it during the loading stage. So the biggest thing is once a dog explodes, you just sort of do like get out of the situation. Drunk. And um, you say to them, now don't take that first drink. It's like they're already you know, eight drinks away from their first drink. So what you need to do is you need to catch them at the beginning. You want to learn about the loading stage, and that's when you give your corrections. Next. Medusa the Cana Corso, good evening, J&J. &J. What can I do? I'm not able to interact and train my dogs as they are used to. They're getting bored. So this is the thing. I'm not quite sure why, and you don't have to get into it. It's that sometimes it's it's not, you obviously got to come up with this other solution. I don't know your situation. So I think I would need a little bit more data, which you do not have to disclose on the show if it's personal. Um, but, you know, I think that there are, there are number one, teach your dog the art of doing nothing, which is like the place command. And then you, if you're limited on time, you've got to just make the time you have more valuable. If you're limited on what you're physically able to do, you, can, you might have to come up with something else. You might have to actually hire somebody to do those things, right? You might have to hire somebody to do those things. So I need a little bit more information about like, what did you used to do? What, and what can't you do next? 
Megan, hi J&J, I have a high anxiety shepherd who pulls like heck on heel when behind our other dog. Use a prong and have an e-collar. 180 turns aren't helping. I started using e-collar when I pull on prong, not helping much. So what I want you to do is, what happens a lot is, is when another dog gets ahead of it, it wants to catch up to it. So remember though, that, and I've also seen like people say make when well, they've made 180 turns. Have you made a one? It's going to be bigger than that. So, but if, if are you doing the 180, like I do my 180, search my 180 video. It's a pretty aversive move. I'm not just turning. Okay. And then also watch the spatial pressure video, the spatial pressure video. And then what you're going to do is you're going to play leapfrog with your other dog, have your other dog behind you, have it move in front of you. Behind you, move in front of you. And you're gonna and your dog, and none of that should make a difference to your dog because your dog is staying in heel. And because now you've got you've 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 taught a better heel and you're using the and you're using the spatial pressure move. So number one is start getting a better heel without that dog in the picture. All right. Next. Um, Kathleen, hi, I have a two-year-old yellow lab. The only time he jumps and bites is at the end of a zoomie. I feel like he blacks out. Should I not let him zoom in at all? Silly question. No, it's not a silly question. See, Kathleen, it's not a silly question. It's your question. There's probably a ton of other people out there right. struggling with that. Right. It's not a silly question at all. It's your question. So there's like, you know, this is when things like people say this is, so, they might even say stupid something. I'm like, well, if I give you advice and you don't do it and you keep asking the same question, Well, now you're being ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. It's like my dog eats the furniture when I'm at work. So put your dog in the crate. Can't do that. And Or they say so they agree to, but then they call me next week and they say, my dog ate the couch kid. I'm like, so it broke out of the crate. Oh, we don't put it in the crate anymore. I can't help you. Mm -hmm. Now, could I stop a dog from eating a couch out of the crate? Sure. But again, the easiest thing is, Kennel your dog up when you're at work or whatever. Isn't your isn't your dog's life worth that? Dogs die by getting into shit. And what's the big deal? You go into a crate. It's what is the big deal with crating your dog? Mm. Isn't that such an interesting concept? So what you're going to do is at the end of the zoomies, when the dog is done with the zoomies and it gets all aroused, get yourself a bonker, say no, and then bonk. Zoomies are fun as long as the dog's not like knocking shit over in your house and sometimes some of these dogs are like going over couches and tipping over chairs mm -hmm. and you know your grandmother's ashes are all over the fucking place and then they mix it with your grandfather's ashes next thing you know you got fucking you know you know little grandkids running around because ashes and ashes get, get you more ashes you know it's a pain in the ass so but it, it's the whole thing with the crating though angela did you want to say something honey i just want to say hi to you dude. oh go ahead come on in here Hey, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Ange. Um, I mean, I think the whole thing with like crating, it's like, why are people so opposed to it? I don't know. Isn't it? Is a, it's really weird. Mm. Like, there's so many people that are like, think Sons it's love it, their crates, but they think it's, and even if they didn't love their crates, that, but it's like, it's, it's like in my world, that's mandatory, but, 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 but it's like having a bedroom. But what's the big deal? Like, what is the big deal? I don't know. Like, there's a dog bed in the bed. It's like, look at all our, like, so my dog's free roam or whatever. But, like, they're sleeping anyway. Whether you're sleeping in this crate or sleeping on the floor, what is the difference? Right. Except for when they're in the crate, they can't get into the trash. Exactly. Can't destroy things. Right. right. 
What's the big deal? They're just sleeping. They're sleeping. It's kind of a little bedroom. I wish I could just like lay in one spot and sleep all day. Be great. Next. Um, Jessica, you two are awesome. Thanks for sharing all of your great information. I got a puppy during quarantine and I've used several of your tips. He's five months and is a super well-behaved blue healer. Awesome. So Jessica, so keep it up. Thank you so much for the kind words. So keep it up. You're, you're not even close to out of the woods. All right. Not too many five month old dogs are, are aggressive. All right. Or, 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 or resource guarding yet. So they sometimes they start at 10 to 12 weeks and you stop that and then you. Yep, but might... Jessica knows how to tell them to cut the shit, I'm sure. Yeah, so 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 what I want you to go is go in deep, double down right now. Now you want to be double downing. Got it? Now you really want to make sure you're not putting up with any bullshit from those dogs. And I wish more people did that. Yeah. I really, I you know, I, I wish. Then they wouldn't have to come see us. Yep, you'd save $5,000. You'd save $4,000. You'd save $3,000. Theoretically, you don't need a dog trainer. I think if people, we're going to be making a bunch of videos about like literally like how to save money on a boarding train so you don't have to send your dogs away. And, and you know, this is the thing. It's like people are struggling. People are people. I think that part of the issue is like there's just no good information out there anymore. Well, there's no, there's you no look up a video. Didn't I check one day how to stop aggression just to see, just for shits and googles on Google, right? Of shits and googles, shits no, and giggles, no, shits and googles. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how to stop aggression. And all this purely positive stuff came up like, never correct your dog, right. use food, yep. make not biting fun. It's like, no wonder, right? No wonder, right. Make non-biting fun. Okay. Like. Okay. Let's see if we did. What? Let's do this. Like those are the first things that came up. So I worked with a dog on Sunday that that came in for a one-on-one. -on -one. And it's not going to be able to do a one-on-one because -on -one it's a biting dog. So their, the owners are trying to figure out what to do with it. So they knew it was a biting dog. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to just see like, you know, how intense it was. So this is a dog. That I started food training. We start, by the way, we start, we food train guys, just to let everybody know. I started doing, you know, you know, food, you know, place with food, sit with food, you know, luring into a down with food, mm -hmm. matching it with leash pressure. I clean out its eye boogers. Um, uh, I was rubbing the top of its head. It was all excited to work. And I'm like, man, if I, because we use, we clicker train too here. I'm like, if I use the clicker, it would really be loving this stuff right now too. Because the clicker is like a, like a nice good marker for you, you know? So dog loved working, loved working for food. And then I went to adjust its collar and the freaking dog attacked me. The dog attacked me. I'm not talking playfully. It attacked me. I work with highly aggressive dogs. I know what a dog attack looks like. The dog attacked me. Okay. So yes, it got a hold of me. Yes, I got it off of me. And this is the thing. I could make everything but biting fun. So I know that its trigger is touching the collar. Mm. So I could like I can make the, I can have this dog off leash trained. I can do trick training. I can keep it busy. I can give it a job. I can do all this stuff. Mm. what does that have to do with when I go to touch its collar? It attacks. By the way, it was not on a remote collar. Nope. For everybody out there. 
how is that going to possibly stop that dog from attacking me? It won't. I can make everything in life fun. That's got nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. So I think that the real question is, how do you stop aggression and stop avoiding the question? But you're right. When all these people are like, never correct a dog. What? What do you do? Reward it? Teach it an alternative... Teach it an alter, alternative behavior. Like, yeah, okay. You did. You did obedience at that time. Like, I'll teach you 100 alternative behaviors. What does that have to do with aggression? That's like saying to somebody, I'm having a hard time learning French. Teach it Russian. Okay, great. I'm fluent in Russian now. I'm still struggling with French. Huh? What? Make not learning French fun. What? No. It's like, and that's teaching something. We're trying to not do something. People have it backwards. They'll do anything to but correct the dog. To avoid the correction, yeah. People have got to understand there's an ideology out there that literally their mantra is you can't correct the dog. Yep. That's the mantra. And if you go against the ideology, you're kicked out of the cult. You're kicked out of the cult if you go against the ideology. It's cult-like behavior. It really is. Definitely interesting. And next. All right. Um, Blue Orion. Wow. It's the second polite Twitch person we've gotten. Next. We have a six-month-old Labrador. He's great with commands, most part. But one thing we can't seem to get him to do is stop jumping up. Yep. Specifically, if we go out to the back garden, yep. if he follows us out or he is there, we'll jump out trying to put his paws on us. Um, how can we tackle this? P.S. Thank you. Glad I found you. Yeah, it's like muddy paws. So, well, I guess according to everybody else, you should make not jumping fun. Mm. Correct? Make not jumping fun. Okay, great. Throw food on the ground. Now, how do I stop jumping? Like, answer the fucking question, buddy. Answer the question. Well, first you got to do this, and then you got to do this, and there's 25 other protocols to do. Or you can watch my free video on how to stop jumping, and you can get your dog to stop jumping in literally one second. Prong collar on the dog. Remote collar on the dog. Yes, it makes a difference to use those two tools compared to other tools. Okay, somebody has the leash. They're already outside with the dog or they follow you out with the dog. You turn around. You're like, hey, pretty boy. Hey, pretty girl. The dog comes over to you, goes to jump. Yep, you set your dog up for failure. The dog goes to jump. They firmly, extremely firmly do a downward 45 degree snap pop. It's got to be a snap pop, a pop, a not a pull. Pop. Well, I specify that because I don't want it to be a pull. It's a pull. A snap pop. You give your dog cereal? Snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> so 
or you do it with a remote collar as the dog's going up. You make the act of jumping suck. That's how you stop jumping. I demonstrated at every one of my seminars. I put my money where my mouth is. Dog, stop jumping. I can't remember the last time a dog jumped on us at our training center. Mm -mm. I cannot remember it. Heck no. I cannot, I cannot remember the last time a dog jumped on us at our training center. So your dog, who has that question? Mm, Blue Orion. Blue Orion. If I had that dog, it would stop jumping in one minute. And if I lived with that dog for months, it would never jump on me in your back garden. If I moved into your house, which I won't do. You know, I don't like I'm not a big back garden fan. Just say it so casually. Yeah. Which I won't do. Which I won't do. By the way, by in the case way. you were thinking it. Yeah. Some people have. Will you move in the house? I'm like, yeah. Quarter million dollars. I'll live there for a month. Sure. Yeah, I'll help you out. So I think that <laughs> I think it's important that people understand that. But so many people will say, turn your back, teach you to sit, you know, ignore the dog. Like Ignore, I'm going to ignore a jumping dog that probably has muddy paws. Really? I'm going to turn my back? Really? I just, I'm, I'm, this, the, people have got to start doing this more. But again, if you looked up how to Google how to stop jumping, are you going to actually see that information? No. You, no. You're going to see, make ju not jumping fun. Mm -hmm. Teach it sit. Teach an alternative behavior. Turn your back. Ignore the dog. Cross your arms. So true. It's like, <laughs> it's like, no. No. Meanwhile, grandma's knocked over with a broken hip. A four-year-old's on the ground. They cracked its head. It's crying. Thank God. And your dog is still jumping on everybody. Dogs just tearing through the house, knocking everybody over. Could you imagine every time your dog jumped on someone, they knocked them over? Like, would you take it seriously then? Oh, well, we'll we've got a good training program. We'll teach it how to stop jumping in three weeks. Three weeks. I got to wait three weeks. My dog jumps on me every day. Every day. How about just stopping it now? What's so bad about stopping it right now? Oh, the dog looks scared after it got corrected. Uh-huh. Yep. Sure did. Good. I'm glad you're scared to jump on me. I'll take that. Because you know why? Every time he jumped on grandma, she was horrified. Every time he Are jumped. Are you really going on a rant? Next. Did you finish the question? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Next. Rex, how to stop dog from barking out the front window at home, asking for a friend. I already sent her your bonker video. Okay, then then she knows how to fix it. Or a remote collar. Next. Melissa posted the link to our mastermind workshop. Thank, thank you. Kimberly, what are methods to stop dogs from jumping on my front door and barking when anyone is outside? I don't want to lose the security aspect of intruders knowing I have a dog, but he's destroying my door. Okay, so Kimberly, when's the last time someone tried to break in your house, get an alarm system, get lights outside? Okay, put that you're a member of the NRA sticker on your front door. All right? Get yourself a remote collar. Dog jumps on the front door, barks, say no, correct, correct, hi. Make it suck to jump on the front door. Next. 
Kimberly, what are methods to stop dogs from jumping on my... I already read yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Nacho. My three-year-old Doberman is always unsure, clingy, and keeps on whining with a ton of exercise. How do I stop his excessive whining everything? Okay, so whine, whining is not... Okay, exercise is not going to stop most behaviors other than tire out the dog, they'll fall asleep, and the next day you're just left with the same damn whining dog. Bonk the dog. Say no and then bonk. Okay? Dog is clingy. Teach it place. Next. Live stream alpacas, Joelle, do y'all have a Discord? No, we got that cord. What is Discord? Can you speak? You got a live stream alpaca. What's I don't know what Discord is. That's the last question. Can you speak? You say oh, were you joking? You, what, you like responded so on the fly. No, that cord. No, don't have this. this that, have that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We're not, you're not moving on until I look up Discord. Oh, it's your place to you're, talk and hang out. Oh, Discord might be an app. So maybe. like social media? Oh, social media. It's an app. No, we don't have that. No, is it? no don't have it. Interesting. Nope. I think they just want to talk to you. Is that where everyone's hanging out? Yep. I guess that's where everyone's hanging out. No, we don't have Discord. It's all voice. It's, it's all, all voice? It's all voice stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Shoot. Okay. Um, yep. It's an app. Emma, once you've taught the basics of place, how do you get them to stay there for more than a couple minutes? Oh, Emma, that okay. That's okay. We did that today with a, with a client on a one on one. Um, you have to start teaching the dog a correction. So what you do is leash is on, prong collars on, dogs in place. You've done it, you know, a hundred times at least minimum. Dog absolutely positively knows place. You walk away. Dog breaks. As soon as the dog breaks place, you say no. That's your marker word. Marker words are important. And the second the dog does something wrong, you would say no, it would be followed up with a consequence. The second the dog does something right, you would say yes or good or click, and it would be followed up with a with a reward. That's that's the foundation of dog training right there. All right? Okay. So then you would do a leash pop. And if the dog doesn't go back, you just lead it back. What a lot of people are doing is they're just walking their dogs back. There's no incentive for the dog to stay. That's when you get a lot of the freaking snowflakes saying, oh, well, the dog's staying on place because it's afraid of breaking it. Uh-huh. Yep. That's fine. It's, it's not going to live in fear. It just listens because it understands because you've been fair with it, fair, like F-A-I-R with the dog, not F-E-A-R because you've been fair. I just say no correction, no emotion. Next. Why would you have to spell those out? Fair and fear are not the same. I thought maybe I wasn't enunciating. Got it. Next. I'm like, I, I feel you. Definitely slurring my speech a bit tonight. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yes. Steven, I swear I love this guy and I'm a dog trainer too. Never waste time on bullshit. Thanks. Yeah, we have a lot of dog trainer followers. Kaylani said, what up, guys? Hey, yeah, we, we're, the, we're the motivation. Behind, I see a lot of dog trainers, and I'm like, yep. I've been doing that for a long time, which is great. I'm glad people are finally catching on. They're just not as uh, blunt as I am sometimes, and they don't swear as much, but the motivation was there. More people, I think, are talking about corrections and stuff now. I would hope so. Yeah. We need to more than ever. Yeah. More than ever. Mm -hmm. The amount of dogs that are coming in right now that are nervous and fearful and anxious and aggressive is out of control. And really, really it is out of control. Like the bar has just been set so Go. low. Go on a rant. I'm not going on a rant. Go on a rant. No. 
How low is the bourbon set? Beyond low. Why? Tired of it. What are you tired of? You just go to the park and observe, guys. Just people watch. Dog watch. Dogs pulling all over the place, jumping, barking, lunging. Out of control. And it's just the norm. And then people see our well-behaved dogs and think, like, what's wrong with it? Yeah. Why yeah. is your dog acting like yeah. that? They must be service dogs. Yeah. Or no. Well, so my buddy Russ, he's got a dog training company. And um, he posted a video up of a video. I'm sorry, a photo of him in Home Depot. And he was just, the dog was in a downstay and people were walking by. And a lot of people, I would say the majority of people had something to say, such as what's wrong with your dog mm -hmm. or why is your dog doing that? It's like, why is it that a dog doing a downstay is a negative? People are amazed by that. The bar has been set so low, like you said. Mm -hmm. It's been set so low. These are minimum requirements. Sorry, it is a minimum requirement in 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 every, for every dog trainer. I'm sorry, for every dog owner, it should be a minimum requirement that you can go to an outdoor coffee shop and your dog could do a one hour downstay while you drink coffee, talking to your friend. You know. No, I'm like, what is that? Um, it should be a minimum requirement. Agreed. Like, is that, it's not that hard to do. Next. Samantha, thanks so much. You guys are awesome. You're welcome. Poindexter Park, finally made a live. Love you guys. Looking forward to the mastermind in June. Awesome. Sign up. That will sell out. It will. I'm not yeah. saying that to be pushy. I know it will. Yep. Um, jumpy boy. My dog was starting staring down a dog. I used the e-collar and malfunctioned. It was at 50. I said no, and then it worked. She screamed, and now if I say no, she shakes in fear. Did I mess up my dog? No, you didn't mess up your dog at all. So it could have just been improper fit. Check for check for improper fit. Also, make sure you're – I'm not sure what brand of e-collar you're using. So you might have hit the – if you had it set to boost, sometimes you hit the boost button. If the boost button is set too high, you hit that one by mistake. So, I mean – you know, it's, it's, can you recoup from that? Yeah, we do it all the time. I mean, we've seen that all that we've seen that before. And you know what? And dog trainers too. It's like, we're not perfect. We make mistakes, but historically most dogs come into us. Most dogs come into us fearful, anxious, nervous. It's not because they were overcorrected. So you'll, 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 you'll be able to regroup from that next. JG broke my right ankle in a cast for six weeks. I have help with basic stuff, feed and bathroom, but my 80 pound dog needs more exercise oh, I than I normally give, but I can't. How do I get more exercise for her? Uh, get, get a treadmill. Look for, go on to like Facebook marketplace or something like that. Get yourself a treadmill and teach the dog how to do a treadmill. You might have to hire a dog walker. You might have to. Um, so if you've got a, uh, 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 probably have to hire help at that point next. Hannah, my one-and-a-half-year-old female German Shepherd is at a board and train right now here in Ohio. I'm scared that she's so used to the life at home being animal reactive to our neighbor's dog or her thinking the good behavior is only used for training. And when she comes home, she's going to act like she didn't learn anything. Any advice? Yeah, Hannah, you should be asking this question of the people. And, and it's, it's, I don't want to know where your dog is. And this is not like an ego competitive where you paid them. I won't give you the answer. But but because not at all. But this is the thing. That's a question for them because I don't know how they're training your dog. 
And you can say, well, the same way you do. I said, no, it's impossible to train it the same way that, that I do. There's only one me. There's similar tools and similar styles, but I don't know what they're doing. Well, they use the same tool. We hear this a lot. They use the same tools as you do. That yeah. doesn't mean anything. No. There's, 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 do you know how many, you know many reward-based trainers there are out there? There's some really bad ones, and there's some impeccably excellent ones. So, do you know how many? So, I think that this is the thing is like the training of you is going to be the most important part. So, you have to make sure you get lots of training and then also tell them your concerns. But this is it training is a lifestyle. If you think that, and they should have told you this already, but if you think you're going to get back a dog and just, just going to listen to you automatically and you don't have to change your lifestyle at all and you don't have to make some changes and incorporate some things, withhold some affection, be more, hold your dog more accountable, have more structure in your life, and then turn the, all that training into literally a lifestyle, mm. it's easy to do. You, have a life, you had a lifestyle with your dog prior to the board and train. It just sucked. Right? Let's be honest. It just sucked. So you already had a lifestyle with your dog. You had a relationship with your dog, but it might not have just been the best relationship. So now it's the new beginning of a new relationship. That's where people sometimes will ask, you know, is this going to change my dog's personality? I know. I'm like, well, if you think your dog jumping all over your guests and now I teach your dog to go lie down on a bed calmly, is a change of personality? Well, then yes, absolutely it is. Mm-hmm. But your dog jumping up on your guests is not the sign of a happy-go-lucky dog. No. It's a sign of a pain-in-the-ass annoying dog. You know? What perspective? Yep, next. Kristen, hey, Jeff and Joelle from Ontario. Our first time writing in. Thanks for sharing so much content. We have a one-year-old dog who has completed beginner and intermediate obedience and has started e-collar training. But then our provincial yep. lockdown happened. Leash reactivity has become an issue. Frustration. We know our timing was off with our e-collar corrections at first, and we've been working hard since to get the timing right at the first sign of arousal. We're continuing to, uh-oh, I don't know where the rest is. Anyway, so what? It, so the, the thing is this, is that it's possible that you, you, you missed the literally the first sign of arousal. You might have done it a little bit late. You also might have underwhelmed the dog. Also, bonking is incredible. Bonking is incredible next emily got kicked out of a group for sharing your kennel up video funny but also sad i love you guys so the kenneling up video is probably you know this is the thing so if you if you shared a video believe it or not i'm really good with kids see people have me they have they, uh, see there's something called the straw man i'm easy to hate and then i'm easy so when you when you identify someone as a dog abuser well then we hate the dog abuser so it's then it's easy to hate them so no matter what video of mine you share, you'll be kicked out. You'll be kicked out. But was that in their was that in their little laws of the group? If you share a, do- a video by Jeff Gelman, we'll kick you out or show anything that's mean or abusive. My kennel video is very, very educational and soft spoken. And it's really easy to do. If you shared a video of me, how to change a diaper, because I can change diapers blindfolded. I've changed so many in my life with seven kids. If you shared a video of me how to change a diaper, you'd be kicked out of the group. Why? Because it's me. Because it's Jeff. Because it's me. It doesn't make a difference how good the video is. 
their egos in that group are so big, they actually don't care about their members. See, that's it. So the admins of that group truly don't care about dogs or people. Because if they did, they would allow a helpful video to be put up. They would allow a helpful video to be put up. But they won't. Now, did you share my bonking video? Nope. How to use a shock collar? Nope. Anything where I swear and maybe say a sexual innuendo like I do on this show? Nope. You shared a simple kennel up video, which is a very simple process, which everybody should know, which could help so many people. But they kicked you out. Do you know why they kicked you out? Because they truly don't care about helping people. They only care about their egos. I'm not surprised. I tell people not to share my videos. Don't mention my name. So this is the thing. It's like, it's just sad. It's just sad that now people who are struggling can't find help. Next. Uh, Kaylani, my local shelter is bashing my company nonstop because I use e-callers to train. Mm -hmm. I haven't confronted them or said anything to them, but I was wondering what your advice in this situation would be. Is ignoring it the right thing to do? So your local shelter is bashing your company nonstop. So what you can do is you can do a couple of things. You can ignore it or hire a lawyer to, to, to send them a letter. Just a simple letter. Just a simple letter. And in legalese, it just says, shut the fuck up or we'll drag your ass to court. So bashing your company is not a freedom of speech issue. It's actually against the law. What law? I don't know. Just sounded good. But they're harassing you. They're keeping you from generating revenue. Mm, there, there, are, there are laws in place. There are laws in place. But all depends on if you want to deal with it or not. But one lawyer's letter might help. You know? So, next. Uh, BM, my dog let out a loud whine when I corrected her with the e-collar for fixating on another dog. Did I overcorrect? I usually correct and she doesn't care. So I decided to go up on the levels today. So the bigger result is, did it work or not? The real question is, did it work? Next. Um, Mike, how do you deal with dogs that don't show signs of aggression, but suddenly would bite? No growl, no bark. It's a bully. Yeah. So a lot of dogs, there's other signs. A lot of dogs don't growl or bark before they bite. They load. But isn't that such a strange thing? Yeah. Like I, everyone's like, oh, if you quit growling, the dog will go straight to a bite. I don't think any I, dog that's ever gone after me has growled. I rare. They hold just on a second, Mac. Enough. So, I I rarely ever 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 have a dog growl and bite me. Yeah. I rarely have a do dog ever bite a bark and bite me. Almost every dog we work with is a silent assassin. Yeah. And you know they're going to bite you, though, because oh, yeah. they're loading. Mm -hmm. And loading is usually quiet. Next. Um, holding on dog training. New most favorite night of the week, J&J &J Wednesdays. It was a fantastic day. Hope you had the same. 
caught idea and crate was the missing link. We were four. Link, we were four. She's been more relaxed, not having to watch her as much. Nice. Good job. Good job. Um, live stream alpacas. See y'all in San Jose. Yeah, San Jose will be a good seminar. See you then. Emily, also my 20-month GSD, let people walk by our house today without reacting. Nice. He checked in with me and followed my lead. You guys have given me so much needed confidence. Thank you a million times. Awesome. Awesome. Don't share that video with that group. Next. Aaron, we just booked our spot for your seminar in May, and we cannot wait. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, a lot of seminars, man. Seminars are back. Trust me, guys. The, believe it or not, people- Let's go. People are doing something. People are leaving their houses. People are attending our seminars. Great. Like this, this weekend seminar is sold out. We could have sold it out twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's Ooh. like people are, people need help. Yeah. People need help. Dogs are struggling more yep. than ever right yep. now. They really are. Um, Edge greeting, uh, greetings again, Jeff. Hope your week has been going good so it far. It has been definitely next. Mary, Ozzy that's fearful of strangers, fearful of nothing else. I've been managing it and mm. using the leash. She presses into me when people come near no barking, but is visibly stressed. Yeah. Her eyes look like they're going to bulge out of her head. Right. She's a soft dog, follows direction well. Is there any hope that she could actually act normal one day? Well, this might be normal for her, right? This might be normal. So, and I don't know if we want our dog to look normal. I think we want our dog to look more comfortable around people. So, yes, it's possible. It's possible that, you know, there's a lot of revolving factors going on. Number one. I don't know what your obedience program looks like. So believe it or not, upping the dog's obedience and holding the dog, a dog accountable, you might actually see more of this behavior come out. See, this is the thing. A lot of people that actually don't ask much of their dogs or hold them accountable or work them, work them, you know, out of and above um, uh, into a stress level, this can happen sometimes. So this is what happens is everybody's like the pages again, keep your dog under the threshold, keep your dog under the threshold. I'm like, that's a disservice to dogs that actually want to live life outside. Yeah, it really is. Not, not outside dogs, which there's nothing wrong with an outside dog. It's like, but it's like, if you actually go places with your dog and be in, in, in crowded environments with lots of dogs and lots of people and loud noises, you need to start training your dog to actually follow commands in those situations. Mm -hmm. So you need to actually do baseline obedience, work on your duration, work on your distractions, interior, mm -hmm. move it outside, and then, believe it or not, stress the dog out on purpose and get it to follow commands when it's stressed. That's so important. You need to learn how to work under stress. How many times has something happened in your beginning of your day that's really stressed you out? Did you stay home that day or did you plow through it and go to work or do what you had to get done? You got to learn how to deal, deal with it. You have to learn how to reframe it as a human. Well, mm -hmm. why do our dogs get a free pass? First of all, their minds aren't as complicated as ours. So a lot of times what I would do is this. I would stop saying your dog's afraid of strangers. Stop saying it. Start there. That's not your mantra anymore. Literally, just start walking around tons of people. Everybody's a stranger anyway. Or everyone's just a friend waiting to meet that you haven't met yet. Right? So 
literally just start being around lots of people with your dog in command and not letting people pet the dog and don't talk to the dog. Next. Um, Sarah, dog is doing so much better on e-call or with recall and at HOA, he's no longer telling me to F off. Nice. Next. Ben, is it okay if my dog growls back at dogs that growl at him? I don't give a shit. Don't want him to fight, but I do appreciate that he stands up for himself. I got no problem with that at all. Next. Melissa posted the link to your Patreon channel. Thank you. Nacho, I used the bonker for whining and didn't help. Please, guys. So, Nacho, you might... There's a lot of moving parts, Nacho. I've suggested you do a one-on-one probably about 50 times. I'm not saying that because, because I want you to pay $125. It's because... There's a lot of moving parts. It sounds like you've made a lot of progress with all my free content. It might be time for you to step it up and and, and just and just do a one-on-one. And the reason why I said that is because there's so many factors. I could say use a remote collar. I could say use a bonker. You can say you did, but there's 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 these nuances to how you use it. There's you, you say no bonk. Like how hard are you bonking? What's your timing? Mm. You use your marker word. And then what are you doing the rest of the day? Sometimes people are giving their dogs mixed messages. So believe it or not, in 30 minutes, I can figure out a lot of stuff about you and a lot of stuff about the dog. And I don't need to see the dog. I can just ask you a series of questions. Next. David Smith, where the heck have you been? Hey, stranger. Sorry, it's been a while. Meeting new clients Saturday with four dogs. Pick the hardest case and work with that one or charge four times my rate for all. LOL. Love y'all. So I think that, I mean, if this is one-on-one stuff, four dogs, it's going to be, they're only going to get, you know, a certain amount of time. Ask them, do you want me to work with one dog at a time and then I can only do so many sessions or, or I do one dog and then they work the other three dogs. Or you got to be there four times as long. So you don't charge them four times as much per hour, but it might take you more hours because they've got four dogs. If they balk at that, it's like, you're the one that has four dogs. Sorry. Yeah. A lot of dogs. It's like, you're the one that got four dogs. Not me. You did. It's called 100% responsibility. Next. Joe. Just got an eight-week-old Dolby puppy right away. I've been throwing food in the crate, having him feel comfortable, but he continues to whine even after I ex- exercise. I walk away. The whining continues for 10 minutes. How do I communicate to him? I need him relaxed if he is still a pup. Doesn't go down and just sits there. I tried bonking the crate. Nothing. Will it go away or is this the start of separation anxiety? It's not the start of separation anxiety at all. So, Joe, thanks for sending up for a puppy class, by the way. So, this is it. It's normal eight-week-old puppy stuff. Dogs whine when they first come from the breeder or wherever you got your dog into the house. So you got to be. You can go up to the crate. It's going to take day, a couple of days. It might take a week to, to, for this to, to to stop. Exercise will just make the dog tired. Yes, exercise your dog. Don't worry about the down. The down won't make a difference right now. So you walk up to the crate. No, hit the top of the crate. Hit the front of the crate. A lot of people will be like, or maybe believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy. How about if the food was making the dog whine? Oh, I ate all the food. Whereas I want more food. <laughs> right? Did you ever think about that? So watch my kennel up video. Just don't put it in any groups. You'll be kicked out. So what you can do is no, 
bonk. Consistency. But if you just brought the dog home in the last two, three, four days, you know, it does take, it, it can take a little bit of time. Trust me. Puppies are hard. Be ready. Next. Juanita, here's my silly question. What's a Zoomy exactly? No, it's not a silly question. It was actually an okay movie. Um, didn't really like it. You know, Rotten Tomatoes probably gave it like, I don't know, 75. What are you talking about? Zoomy? Yeah. So it's when dogs run around crazy between 6 and 9 p.m. Historically, that's when they do it. They run around like crazy. They literally get the zoomies. My guys do it in the morning. And they just go run around. <laughs> they zoom. They're zooming around the room. They're zooming around the yard. Like, wah! Out of control. Next. Beverly, which commands are best taught with a clicker? And how do you transition to just words? You, you can, any command you can train with a clicker. A clicker is just a marker. That's all a clicker is. A clicker has no purpose until you give it a purpose. It's just a noise. Mm -hmm. It's just a noise. Just marks the behavior you want. You can use a clicker as a, as a marker word for a punisher. Click, correct. You could do that. It's just a marker. Next. David, grandma's ashes laughed my ass off. I can see it. <laughs> right. Next. Uh, Kiran, I use yes and no. I used to use good dog, but so many people say good boy constantly for absolutely nothing. And so good boy means nothing to the dog. Good. Yeah. Yes and no are really good. They're, they're firm, nice markers. Next. Barnsey, I mentioned I was getting two pups from different litters, and you asked if you could talk me out of getting one. But the live ended before I could get your advice. Yeah, I was probably trying to tell you not to get two dogs at once. It's really hard to do. Having two, I don't care if they're from the same litter or opposite litters, but two young, two same age or similar age dogs at the same time yeah. is a ton of work. It is. It is a ton of work. It's a lot of work. You won't be sleeping much. So usually with people like that, it's sort of like, I firmly, I've said this publicly, I'll say it right now. If you get a Malinois, you should already know how to train. You shouldn't have any basic obedience questions if you own a Malinois. Because it's not, a Malinois is not a, a Malinois, the owner that buys the Malinois should know how to, at a minimum, do basic obedience. Sit, down, place, heel, recall. And how to stop basic um, uh, uh, basic bad behaviors. So if you own two, if you're, if you're going to get two puppies, you literally should be an expert puppy raiser. Or a highly experienced dog owner. Highly experienced Puppy raiser, meaning you've raised a lot of dogs before. Mm. And you should know how to do all your basic commands. And you should know how to stop dogs from resource guarding, from whining, from nipping. It is a ton of work. You're taking on a huge responsibility. Next. David Smith, I miss lives late, but catch replays. Nice. Aubrey, thank you for answering my questions. My mini Aussie and I really appreciate it. Do you really think your dog appreciates it? Really? Send me a paw print in the mail. Next. Mary, you guys are awesome. Keep it up. Thank you. Courtney. Hi, J&J. I had my first Patreon Zoom yesterday. Looking forward to more. Love you guys. I know. Courtney, it was great to see you. She asked a question. Nice. Yeah. Um, Megan. Is that Jax's owner? Pretty sure that's Jax's yeah. owner. Megan. Hi, Angela. My shepherd also barks at guests who she doesn't feel comfortable with. 
I use place and that helps. Can I correct her barking while I'm place? What are ways to help her understand? I don't need her to bark at people. So Megan, the question is this, can you stop an unwanted behavior? That's the question, right? Can you stop an unwanted behavior? So the answer is, of course. So yes, you can do it. How do you communicate it? How do you tell your dog? Tell your dog to shut up. There you go. There's all the communication you need. Shut up, kid. Got it? So you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not the, you know, you're not the uh the, the proper English parent. If you guys are watching like any of your English documentaries now, it's, you're not being polite. It's like just shut up. Next. Aubrey. How do you encourage nose to tail greetings? My dog is not confident when it's head on meeting. Um, that's going to be, that's like nature stuff. I mean, we've, we've done some forced greetings like that, but most dogs don't like head on greetings. That's a socialization question. That's I think it's, it's normal for dogs to smell each other's faces. It's normal to smell each other's asses, their genitals. That's sort of how they, they, they do it, but it all depends on how the, you can also get your dog used to it. What you do is you have the dog, you have a leash on your dog, have your dog have met be met by another dog and then pull your dog away after like a count of two, like one, two. So it's just start out, start out with slow and steady on that one. Next. Robert, love your puppy videos. Bob in Wyoming started Monday with new puppy, lots of food treats, come sit place yep. and down just needed a thousand more reps. Yep. Thanks. Yep. yep. Combine. You need lots and lots of reps or just use the dog's daily food. Every meal, work for your food. Next. Melissa posted the link to my Patreon channel. Yep. Thank you, Melissa. Joelle's got a fantastic Patreon channel. She works very hard at it. Blue Orion said, perfect. Thank you. I'll look it up. Awesome. Robin. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. My good friend and I are retired dog trainers. We get a huge laugh about the never say no. We believe in corrections. I've never worked with a dog who didn't adore me. So. Yeah, it's true. Everyone's like, everyone thinks that correcting a dog will ruin a relationship. Man, I can't tell you at seminars how many times I correct a dog and it like literally like snuggles right up next to me. Sometimes gets tries to get in my lap. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the, but not necessarily the ones that are trying to bite me, but your average dog doing something wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dogs love clarity. They yep. love it. Next. Okay, Lonnie, do you have video on how to muzzle a dog who's aggressive and attacks every time they see the muzzle? No. We're dealing with that right now. Mm -hmm. If I had a video on that, I couldn't show exactly. it. Exactly. And like, I was just thinking like every time we work with him, when the last thing we're thinking about was putting a camera out. Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah. Yep. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. There, you can start doing it by counter conditioning it. Well, very, very slow process. Very slow. Very, very slow process. Or you can force it on the dog. It takes multiple. It can take multiple people. A lot of safety protocols, but all depends if you only need it on once or you want the dog to be working in it all the time. So there's a couple ways to do it. Is it an emergency? Do you got to get it on the dog? You have to be very, very forceful with it. Or is the dog, you do you want the dog to love wearing it? Next. Blue Orion, that was useful. Definitely start doing that. Thank you. You're welcome. Charles, my two-year-old dog has difficulty with heel when we are outside. The prong is not helpful anymore. The only thing is the e-collar at home. He seems to know very well the heel. Any recommendations? Yeah, so the, the, the reason why, Charles, is because there's a level of distractions, the level of distractions that your dog has that are that are out there. So it's possible that you're you're nagging the dog on the prong. Also, watch our spatial pressure video. Next. 
Andra, hi guys. Always happy to see your faces. I asked last week about my anxious 13-year-old Bishan Yorkie mm. who shook panting drooling for an hour while we were traveling. I've been working on longer duration work and got a soft carrier mm. that I'm having him do duration nice. there too. My question is, do I correct the shaking? I also got him a thunder shirt. He has the same reaction when the smoke alarm goes off or fireworks, sure. gun yeah. noises, etc. I've been making him downstay until he stops shaking, but should I? Yep. So so this is one of those, first of all, the dog's 13 years old. So it's either a new behavior they just started creeping up now or the dog's been doing it, practicing it for a long time. Well, this is one of the things that it's really, really rough. It's like a lot of these dogs, when it comes to shaking, we let them just work it. We just let them work through it. Mm -hmm. But what we also do is we hold them accountable on a lot of their obedience commands. So we, we up their obedience and we're leveraging that to get them to be more confident. Next. Um, Josie, I have applied a punisher for my dog barking out the window at dogs passing on the sidewalk. He no longer barks, but now when he sees a dog out the window, he whines, cries, and comes to me. Should I punish the arousal and then send him to place? Bingo, yes. Next? Yes, sorry, next. Kimberly, got it, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Joyce, my four-year-old healer does this growl talk noise yep. when he's approached sometimes. He isn't biting or even showing his teeth. I've bonked him, used an e-collar correction, and yet he still keeps this up. I mean, the, I mean so, some... Some dogs actually, some dogs actually just talk. There's like I've met talking huskies, talking um, rotties, boxers. It could be, it could be that. It, it might, it might not be a. He's not biting you. I mean, what's he doing? This talk growl. What's a talk growl? I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to see it and be like, that's just like, no big deal. But mm -hmm. if it's obnoxious, if you want it to stop. It's, it's possible that you just have to be more consistent with your punisher, but your punisher has to be firmer. Next. But there's there's, there's some issues that, like, some issues are hard to, to go away in a dog. Trust me, we know. There's some things that are really, really hard. Next. Blue Orion said it's a chat server. Got it. Um, Nacho, I bonked the dog for whining. He still does it under the mouth. Yeah, we've, we, Nacho, we, I talked to you about that already. But I think, really think it's time for you to, like, there's only so much, first of all, this is, in this, there's only so much, my, my free advice only goes so far. It only goes so far. And then my, when you ask a question online, I've got tons of free videos. They only go so far. People, they need more than that. That's why I've got my one-on-one -on -one platform. I'm sorry, but I can't help every situation in this. We help every situation here live, but. That's because we're working with a dog. And then when we do a one-on-one, -on -one, um, that's uh -oh. that I'm yep. like, why does that look different? Yeah. Then we, then when we do then when we do a one-on-one, -on -one, it's gonna be just frustrating trying to fix that, Joel. Okay. Trust me on that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, so what's gonna what's gonna happen then is you're gonna find that it's gonna be a lot easier just to do one-on-one -on -one. next. Pick girl, how do I stop my dog from marking everything? Um, number one, where's your dog? And, you know, when, where are you? And then you got to catch it in the act and correct it next. Hey, Bataglia. Hi, J&J. Hope all is well with you. I took in a new foster. Never been in a crate. Been correcting for nonsense and doing crate drills, but he's still putting on the brakes. I had him four days barely taking food. Should be noted when he first went in the crate, he rubbed his nose raw on the bars. Yeah. And biting. So he's got, so he's got massive separation anxiety, which can, to get him in the crate, take a long line. 
with a long line on his collar, fish it to the back, have somebody pull through while you're doing it. Now he's going to have to have an e-collar on. You have to have a camera. You have to have a camera. You have to have a camera set up. You might have to. You might be in a muzzle for for the beginning, so he can't rub his nose raw. He most likely has some you know, pretty bad separation anxiety for him to do that next. Robert, my dog seems to get grumpy at night. We can invade his space all day long. However, after a certain point at night, he wants more space. It's yep. not like he's not been sleeping most of the day anyway. Is it maybe because he doesn't see in the dark room as well as the you day? No, I don't think, no, because I think I, dogs use their eyes last. So, I mean, it's that, you know, believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy and it's like, oh, you should be able to fix this. I know a ton of dogs that like after six, seven, eight o'clock, it's just like, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Mm -hmm. Just leave him alone. Kennel him up and leave him alone. That that's the, I think that's the quick. I mean, you could correct it with a remote collar. No, correct, absolutely. But some dogs just at the end of the day are just like, not every dog. I mean, Wes at the end of the day, he totally changes his behavior. Mm -hmm. So Joel's dog at night literally changes his behavior. It's such a. Freak and it's show. like it's not like oh we just manage it. We're just like fucking just leave the dog alone at night. Mm -hmm. That's it. Next. Juanita, future dog trainer. I've learned so much from you guys already. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Work with lots of dogs. Mm. Kristen, hey from Ontario, J&J. Our first time writing in. Thanks for all the content. We have a one-year-old large mixed breed dog who has completed beginner, intermediate, and working on advanced obedience. We had also started e-collar training classes. Should we, should we ask that question? It's really weird. Leash reactivities become an issue. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You're correcting too well. Remember we asked that exact same question. Paused right there too. Is yeah. it the same person though? Yeah. Hmm. You know, all from Ontario. Okay. I'm gonna use the word provincial. Five dollar top chat from Travis <clears throat> here for support. We got questions lined up for Higgins last training sessions next Tuesday. It's my birthday as well. Ready to work again. Wait, awesome, Travis. Happy birthday. Uh, Matsu, my French bulldog barks constantly at the TV when it's on. I tried correcting her with the e-collar, 50 to 60 level, every time she barks at the TV, but it doesn't stop her. How can I stop this behavior? So your friend should, number one, make sure the contact points are are making good contact. Sometimes on Frenchies, you don't get good contact. Number two, how high does your remote collar go? Right? It probably goes higher than 60. So go higher. You can also say no and bonk the dog. No bonk. Next. Annette, hi. Every time my 13-week-old is taken out for play, he ends up trying to eat non-edible things as soon as we go out. Examples, mulch and rocks. He knows drop it, but only listens if it's big and he can't eat it. What can I do? So, yeah. So, you don't want to tell him to drop it. You want to tell him no, first of all. I'd bonk the dog. No bonk. It sounds harsh because it's only 13 weeks old, but your dog having to be rushed to the emergency room is harsh to me. Next. Smooth operator. Hi, guys. Love these live streams. I have an 11-month-old female GSD, and she has recently become leash reactive, also aggressive off-leash oh, with other dogs. What steps can I take oh. to correct her? Thanks. Oh, 11-month-old. That's why. Okay. So I was like, wow. It's like, that's, that's a lot of new stuff. And then I see 11-month-old. So at 11 months old, that's what that's what happened. So what I would do is literally, start this. first of all, you've got to address the aggression. So leash okay. reactivity, tighten up the heel. You got to tighten up the heel. Double down on all your obedience. Make sure that, that your, your obedience is like beyond good. 
Now that's not going to stop leash leash reactivity, but what's going on at home? Tighten up what's going on at home. Leash reactivity, teach the proper heel, understand what loading is, correct for the loading. Aggression is a whole nother thing. It's hard to answer on this show. Next. Um, Jordan, Jeff, what's the best way to stop a dog from reacting to other dogs? My dog is socialized, but not too much. But she's always wanting to smell every dog she walks by. She's not reactive to people. So no. So I mean, if you've got a if you've got a, a really good heel, if you've got a really if you've got a really good heel with your dog, it won't be drifting. So heel to us is walking at your side or a little bit behind you, ignoring everything. So if a dog is walking at your side, walking a little bit behind you, ignoring everything, then it's not going to be swerving to go meet other dogs. You'd correct that with a leash pop. Next. Medusa the Conocorso, is that a Paddington bear behind you guys? No, that's Danny freaking Levito. Scary well, there's, there's, Yeah, those are pictures of some dogs, but there's no Paddington bear. Oh, up in the corner, that's a nurse puppet. A nurse puppet. I'm thinking the pillow. I know, you can't really see the pillows in her thing. That's probably why she's asking. Like, what is that little oh, thing? Oh. Unless she's thinking about the scary puppet too. Mm. Um, Melissa said join Jeff's text community. Yeah, 401-341-1903. Next. Joel, it's called torturous interference. Tortious interference. What's that about? Torturous inter I don't know. Discomfort? No, discomfort is a chat room. Torturous interference. Next. Mega was baffled. What was that about? I don't know. Matthew, hi, Jane J. We just adopted a three-year-old deaf and partially blind Great Dane with no training. <laughs> Jeez. What's a good place to start? <laughs> right. Three legs and has diarrhea. Okay. So listen, what you're going to do is this. Start with the basic. For me, I'd start with the basic walk. Literally, that's the basic walk. Then I would start with going into a kennel. Well, actually, no, forget that. Go into a kennel, place. I give this dog remote collar training too. Pressure on, pressure off. That we will understand. The place command, going into a kennel, the walk. Next. Megan, first live. This was so informative. Thank you so much. Oh, good. So we didn't scare you away. Awesome. Steph, glad I caught you guys. Been forever. Awesome. Thanks, Steph. Andrea, looking forward to meeting you both this weekend at your seminar. Yeah, we're looking forward to it's it's been it's it's been it has been a long time. It's like, but we just don't do them in usually January and um, February. This one we rescheduled from the Christmas one mm. because our governor, who's who's leaving for governorship, um, uh, put another lockdown in place. Next, Wendy, dog learned proper position finally walking with prong pressure. Much work, still over stim passing dogs. Weaning onto flat collar so others can walk him. Success adding e collar to correct his focus. Okay. What Wendy? Why are you why are you transitioning to a, a flat collar? Why? The prong collar is working. Keep using the prong collar. I mean, you can do what you want, but I'm just saying, it's working. Next. Caroline, hi Jeff. You've trained me to train both my dogs, and they're doing great. I'm adding a pup to the pack. At what age do I start pronging e-collars? Um, depends on the size. I mean, you usually get small breed dogs. So, um, I mean, usually for your for your dogs, like 14, 16 weeks. But just do pressure on, pressure off. The no no firm corrections at all. Next. Um, Josie, I've applied a punisher for my dog barking out the window. I already read that one. Mm. 
um, Janice. Thanks for talking to me this AM regarding his resource guarding of my 10 week old puppy. Paid for one hour online session. Can't wait for a meeting. Oh, awesome, Janice. Good, good. Yeah, Janice in California. Nicole, nonprofit dog rescue in Butner, North Carolina. Love listening to you guys for training with our mixed pack of our own dogs and rescue awesome, fosters. Awesome, awesome. Muhammad, I tried that bonker on my mother-in-law. Now I have a black eye. <laughs> so, so Muhammad, <laughs> Muhammad. Oh, might be the best comment yet. What you got to do is you got to learn how to duck and weave better. Yeah. You got to learn how to duck and weave. That's what the issue is. So I didn't tell you that you weren't going to get punched in the face, but you should have asked after you bonk, what do you do? You got to duck and weave. You didn't stick around for that part. Next. Mother-in-law is throwing fists. Yeah, but hold on. The real question is, the real question though is, did she shut up or not? She punched him. She's like, oh, you're going to throw a towel at me? I'm going to deck you. Next. Danny, how do I get information to go to the seminar Friday? To go to, to go to seminar. What oh, is, in Florida. In Florida, go to <laughs> Friday. What's Friday seminar? in Florida? It's actually Saturday, Sunday. That's going to be a great one. Go to um Jeff Gelman seminars. Jeff Gelman seminars. There's also a link on the Solid Canine Training page. Jeff Gelman seminars. Next. Jordan, hey Jeff, what's the best way to get a nervous dog started on building confidence? Um, literally start with obedience. Literally. Double down on your obedience. Well, first of all, start with obedience and then double down on your obedience. Next. Did we read the one about getting the dog to stop marking in the house? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Some people are just all you do is it's taking me a while to get to questions. Yeah. So they're, they're asking more than once. Dave, you guys rock. Keep doing your thing. Yeah. Patty, hi. Yeah. I have a 16-month standard poodle. Lots of hair, but throat is shaved with a 40 blade. Mm. Where do the rings go? Side of head or top of head? Should I take the center square out of the Herm Springer? Thanks. Love the potty mouth. No, thank you. Thank you. Wow. Patty loves your potty. Wow. Mouth. Patty. I'm fucking fucking flattered. So listen, Angelo, go to bed. It's past your bedtime. He's coming to say good night. You're going to say good night. Say good night and then go turn the light off. Good night. Go. Get out of here. Okay. You got to go potty first? Yeah. Give it a shot. Thank you. All right. Um... And no playing afterwards. It's potty, but don't play afterwards. It's not 3 a.m. Thank you. Um, what I want you to do is I prefer when I'm walking with a dog, I heal dogs on the left-hand side. So I like the, um, the, 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 the D ring coming out of the right side of the neck. But no, leave the center, leave the square piece in the middle because that gives you a nice even pop. Next. Pick girl. Um... We already read that one too. Yeah, I think we get a lot of this. Oh, that's because people aren't waiting. Jordan, she has a good heel. Someone gave us a super sticker. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Aubrey, two ninety nine hey, super thanks, sticker. Thanks, Aubrey. Jordan, she has a good heel. She stays on the right side. I don't know. But maybe that's to so so. Oh, that's maybe the one that that wants to meet everybody. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, this though is if she had a good heel, she wouldn't be trying to get to other dogs. So what I meant by that is. Does she have a good heel when other dogs are passing with distractions? Mm. That's the true test. So what happens is dogs are healing well, and then an environmental goes by, or you pass an environmental, and then the dog breaks the heel. That's what that's what we're doing. So you have to learn how to give a good leash pop to keep the dog in heel. So a lot of dog, people will say, yeah, my dog is a great dog's heel well until it sees another dog. It's like, I know. That's why we train. Next. 499 from Matthew. 
just adopted a deaf, mostly blind Great Dane with no training. What's a good place to start? It's super difficult to communicate with him. Um, I think he already asked that question. And I said, um, start with uh, kettle, kettle drills, place, and then the walk. I'd also give that dog on a remote collar as quick as possible because pretty soon it might lose either all of its hearing or all of its eyesight. I forgot which one it is. Mostly blind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, smooth operator. Appreciate you guys answering my above question. Much love to you guys. You're welcome. Tammy, wondering what your opinion is about dogs on the couch. I have a one-year-old Chesapeake Bay retriever new to the breed. Thanks. I think it's so Tammy, I'm not against dogs on furniture. I'm not against sleeping with your dog. Um, I'm against bad behavior. So at one years old, it's possible that your dog can still, and actually at any age, but especially at one years old, because it's still not into full maturity, can start resource guarding you, resource guarding the couch, biting things that go by. So, so if the dog comes up with permission and gets off with permission, like with uh, with on command, but that's with the out command, then I'm okay with it. But also, what's the dog's behavior? Now, this is the thing. Dog up on the couch, you like. We, you know, you like. We like to either see our dogs on the couch if they're sleeping by themselves because we know it's comfortable, or if we're on the couch with them, we like it because they're next to us, right? And we like that. But but I'm more concerned about what bad behaviors might crop out of that. Next. Um, Arjuna, can I bring my 10-pound cottonese to the training seminar, or is it mostly about big dogs? Dogs, 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 dog. Nope. Doesn't, yes, yes, you can bring your dog. Yeah, it's not. It's it's about dog training. It's not. It's not. A, I'm not a big dog. Personally, as an owner, I'm a big dog guy. I like a larger dog that I can, you know, run through the woods and do a lot of different activities with. Not that you can't do those things with a small dog. Trust me, you can do a lot of great stuff with a small dog. All right, but what I meant by that is it's all about dog training. So a ten pound dog barking, biting, you know, pissing in the house. Um, um, pulling on the leash. I mean, there's like, it, there's so many that resource guarding, you know, it's all animal behavior, dog behavior. Next. Robbie. Hi, Jeff. Wondering if you'll ever do seminars overseas again, Australia. Uh, I don't, Robbie, it, I, I'd like to actually just vacation overseas. I know. I want to travel overseas. So I want to travel overseas. Will I ever do another seminar in, you know, I'm so heated overseas. I've got to really, really think if it's even worth my while because I don't, because though I, I, None of my overseas, like way when COVID started, all my overseas stuff, I had to stop because I couldn't travel. And then while that was also happening, like tons of people did, like, you know, we got every country to supposedly ban me, which you're not going to ban me. People didn't ban COVID banned you know, us. COVID banned us. But it's like, you have to remember when I do a seminar in Australia, I literally don't make a dime on it. It's not a moneymaker. So then I've got to decide, do I really want to deal with all this hate and death threats and stress and like all kinds of bullshit in my life just for nothing? It's like, I want to help people out, but I've got, I've got to start realizing it's like, why am I doing this? Mm. Why am I doing this? So, but chances are, yes, when travel starts back up again, I will eventually be overseas. But people have to realize, like, it's not like I'm making I don't, there's, I'm not making a profit on these overseas seminars. Next. Smooth operator. You guys are awesome. Thanks for answering my question. Looking forward to you guys hosting a seminar in Canada one day. Yeah, I'm looking. So again, I'm looking, we can go to Canada. We used to get dogs from our boarding training Canada. Mm -hmm. Next. Pick girl. Sorry. I was just responding to you asking where I am when my dog marks. 
said it does it when she turns her back or leaves the room. Oh, yeah. So I mean, obviously you got to set your dog up with a video camera and the remote collar. Next. Aubrey, thought I saw a seminar near San Diego in November, but you also said you wouldn't come to the West Coast anytime soon. Is that still on? Yeah, that's not soon. <laughs> that's nine months. Yeah. I don't consider that soon. I consider that nine months away, right? So... Yeah, I'll be doing. I'll be in Phoenix. I'll be in. I'll be in. I'll be. In, I'm gonna be up in San. I'm gonna be in San Jose, coming up. I'll be in. I'll be in uh, uh, north of Portland coming up. Next. Um, Natalia, my puppy, 11 weeks old, is laying like a pancake when we are training heel. What do I do? Keep moving. Next. Robbie said, "Come on over." Thank you. T and Elite Canine. I'll be in Canton. So excited. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's a real fun one. We made it through all of them. Hour and a half was just enough, I guess. Shelly, love you guys. I'm correcting my dogs for bad behavior, and they still love me. Tell those people to shut up that think saying no is wrong. The struggle is real. Dogs need to be told when they are doing bad things. And I also love your potty mouth. Thank you. So, Shelly, you know, this is the thing. This concept, and we're going to end on this rant, and then that's it. And then we're going to say goodnight, everybody. So, this is the thing. People have been so brainwashed to think that that you're going to ruin your relationship with your dog if you say, even say, we're not even talking about corrections. No. Like, let's take the corrections. Let's take shock collars. Let's take prong collars. Let's take the bonker. Let's take a leash pop. Let's take it all out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Literally, people live and die by the mantra that if you say no to your dog, that is the worst Sin, you, it is worse than adultery. Mm -hmm. It's literally the worst thing you can do. I'm baffled. Definitely bizarre. I'm baffled. Now, you can actually come up with another word because no is just an English word. You can come up with a word like cup. You can make the word cup your no marker. Every time the dog does something wrong, you can say cup and then you got to follow it up. See, dogs don't know what no is. This is the problem. People that are saying no are probably also raising their voice and they're yelling. So maybe it's the, what, it, what you really mean is don't raise your voice and yell because the word no is just a two letter word. No has no meaning to it. Do you realize that I, somebody says, don't say no to your dog. Okay. Do you realize that I can hold a dish of food out in front of my dog's face and I can teach them that the word no means now you can eat. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying to me is I can't use the word no to train my dog on now you can eat your food. Like, again, Semantics. Again, it's like. What's this? What's this? It's like, it's like the whole pronoun thing. It's like, mm -hmm. you can't use these words. You have to use these words. Since who made you the word fucking police? Jeff Gellman, Solid Canine Training. Lovely Joelle. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody.